Welcome to the Female Fight Experience, the podcast where we share stories to inspire female Muay Thai fighters at all levels to jump in the ring. Brought to you by your hosts, Smokin' Joe Coverdale and me, Bridget Tuckrai. All right, on the podcast today, we have a pro Muay Thai fighter fighting out of Machete Muay Thai in Penrith, New South Wales. Welcome to the podcast, Katie Rose Mitchell. How are you going? Good, guys. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. very good. We uh, saw you on Hardcore recently. Do you want to start by t- telling us about that fight? Yeah, yeah. Um, so for the Hardcore promotions, honestly, when I don't know if people listening have been there, but when I got there, I was like, oh, my God, this is the coolest place I have ever fought. It was at the um, William Ingalls Hotel okay. or whatever it is. Like when first I found out it was like where they auctioned off racehorses. I was like, what is this place going to be? <laughs> that sounds like a random. Is that like a massive yeah. warehouse? Is it like a massive warehouse kind of looking place? Or am no, I, am I, no. No, okay. All right. No, not at all. It was like full. I, I think there was actually a wedding going okay. on in another part of the venue and I was like yeah, what cool. is going on here but we, I walked in and it was like the setup was insane it was so cool I was like sick. I could not wait to fight here because when I first found it out I was like is it gonna smell like shit well, <laughs> <laughs> I was full like what is this gonna be but no it was sick um and then yeah so we were trying to find a match on it for a while and we were having like yes this is gonna happen no this isn't gonna happen yes this is gonna happen and then it got to about four weeks out and I'd kind of just, I feel like you get to a point where you come to terms and you're like, I'm not going to fight. You like, resign yourself. Yeah. Not going to happen. Yeah. Mm. I was still showing up to training and then um, I was in the gym and I was hitting pads and Reese comes to the gym and he's like, Katie, what are you weigh? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, um, what do you want me to weigh? And he's like, no, what do you weigh? <laughs> and I was like, and I told him, and then he walked back out the gym, and I was like, oh, shit, maybe I actually got something. And then he just walked in, walked up to the board, and wrote KD 60 kilos hardcore. And I was like, oh, shit, now I'm actually I am fighting. Like, it was it was exciting, but I was also like, oh, my God, I have to do so much shit. <laughs> <laughs> but um, And then um, the next day, though, I actually happened to come in, and he's like, oh, they can't make it. They want to move the weight up. And I was like, yeah, that's not. Yeah, fine with me. I love, I love your response there. Like, how much do you want me to weigh? Is that just the perfect? Like, I was like, that is how you should answer that question. You definitely hear that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, don't worry about that. Tell me what the date and the weight, and I'll say yes or no. <laughs> and um, and then, so it was a chick from um, Eight Blades Gym, um, in Melbourne, um, who I believe had a bit of a layoff and was just coming back to her first fight. Um, and then, so we pretty much prepped for that for four weeks. Reese actually happened to, um, have a surgery, um, in that, between that time. So I didn't really get pads for the whole camp. So we did like lots of sparring and stuff. And me and, um, Cody Trey were supposed to be on it together. But then, um, like two weeks out, he ended up actually breaking his elbow. Cody but then did. he came off. So yeah, oh, he, um, we were doing drills and, uh, my brother went to sweep him and then he tried to turn it into his sweep and then they both came down and Cody put his arm out. Oh, and so it's like, it's a lot of man coming down on the yeah, yeah. mm. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so then that was off. So it was just me on the show. Um, and then everything went fine. Like fight camp was fine. I made weight easily um, because it was at that 62. So that two kilos made a massive difference. Mm. Um, so I made it easy. And then... Backstage, like everything 
like it was weird. It was this fight. I felt the calmest I've ever felt. Hmm. Like I didn't really, which kind of made me a little bit nervous. I was like, why do I feel so? Yeah, calm? why? Do you know why? What was different this time to previous fights? I have no idea. Hey, like at all. I just felt so calm. And then backstage when I was hitting pads, I felt so like on. Like everything mm-hmm. felt perfect. And then I was like, what is going on? <laughs> and then um, so then. When we fought, the fight went over the three rounds and I actually kind of, it was funny, like I was in there and then when I got, when I started fighting, I kind of just went back to like genuinely fighting. Like I didn't feel like I performed the best Muay Thai that I could have and that I Mm -hmm. had in my previous fight. Like my last fight on Muay Thai League before that, I felt so there. I felt so like switched on mentally. And then this fight, I kind of feel like I just went into, oh, you're going to punch me? Well, fuck you. I'll punch harder. Like, rather than actually fighting, like, the way I wanted to. So I still got the win. Like, it was still, like, I was still happy. Um, but I just am a bit like, no, I know I can do better. And it's just, like, another one of those experiences, I think, that come with fighting where you go, oh, well, I did, when I had this fight, this is what happened. You know what I mean? I think you get, like, different stories for each fight. Mm. So it's definitely can depend, an can depend on what your opponent's throwing at you as well. Wish you'll change that. Yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. You, you, so you're, would you say you're striving for like a real nice, clean, technical style instead of just throwing, throwing hands kind of thing? Or, yeah. 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 What fight, sure. like I, how many fights was that for you? Which, which number was that? Uh, 22? Yeah. Shit. Yeah. So that's probably why you felt so yeah. calm, mate. You've been there plenty of times now. You're, yeah. <laughs> you're starting to get used to it. It's good. Yeah, so um, which is funny because then um, my Muay Thai League fight, the one before, I felt so nervous. I felt so shit. I was sitting backstage and I was like, I'm going to lose. Mm. And then I went out and I fought kind of one of the best I ever had, like technically as like mm. my Muay Thai was so much nicer. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I'm not sure exactly, but it's like, it? it is a total yeah. roller coaster. You know what mm. I mean? Like you get so many different experiences each time. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I've, I've heard it's been really hard to match you up recently. Do you know why that is? I mean, especially, um, if, you're, I especially think... if you're sort of going like you've fought at 70, you're t- just about to take a fight on at 60. It sounds like you're being very flexible <laughs> at your end. Like why has it been so tough to get your matchups? Well, we've kind of – so I've had like through my fighting like a massive weight loss journey. Like it's been massive for me. Like I have fought at 70 and then I've agreed to fight at 60. Like I've been constantly going down. So. Now, that as an amateur, I kind of just fought whatever. You know, whatever weight it was is what I'd say yes to. Mm. And now going into the pros, I kind of want to find my weight class and then establish myself in that weight class. And, like, at the start of the year, last year, I fought at 68. And so I was looking at girls around that weight. And then we've gone, oh, no, I can get lower. So then we've gone down to 63. And then we've looked around at that and we're like, oh, no, we can go lower. So it's like changing who we've been looking at each time. Mm. Um, and I do, I am going to drop down again because I definitely can. Um, I'm going to be looking at that 58 kilo weight class now. Um, and I think that's going to open a lot more doors because I feel like there is a lot more girls in there as well. Yeah, definitely. How do you find but, the cut, um, how do you find the cuts going down? Like, do you, I'm assuming you get support with that or like, how do you find that process generally? Yeah, honestly, I, when I, Reese first said to me, um, like, ask your nutritionist if you can make 61, I was like, oh, fuck, here we go. And I asked him and he said, he's like, yeah, you can. And I was kind of like, yeah, fuck. <laughs> 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 and, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and then I told Reese, and he was like, yeah, sweet. And then I made um, 61, only sweating out like 500 grams on the day. Like, oh. I was like, oh, wait, that's actually, yeah, yeah. that was actually easy. So, mm. but it's just, I had like a real bad relationship with food. Like, I, um, like I went from pretty much my dad cooking all my meals to then moving out of home and just flight prepping. So I never actually knew how to eat like a normal person. You know mm. what I mean? So I would just blow out after flights all the time. And then if I didn't get a fight, I'd just blow out like crazy. Like, man, in lockdown, I got up to like 83 and a half kilos. Like, yeah, just from binge eating. Because you go from, oh, no, I can't eat anything to, oh, I can. And then I was just eating everything. So, that's a that's a lot like, of body weight on a frame that can athletically fight at 62 kilos, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. Very, very. Yeah. <laughs> Hard as well through COVID because you, you didn't have the gym or all the yeah. other side as well. That would have all been locked off to you as well. Yeah. You know, all that normal routine and yeah, it's a weird, mm. old, weird old time. It was, wasn't it? <laughs> it might be the first time COVID's been brought up on. Uh, yeah, maybe, no, maybe. actually. Anyway. So and I how long... forget it. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. How long have you been training with Reese? You seem to have a good relationship with him. He's not long out of his fight career himself. Yeah, no. So I've I've actually known Reese since I started when I was mm-hmm. um, fourteen. Um, I first went to a gym that was called Elite Fight Gym, and he was there. Um, and I remember being fourteen, and I'd like go into the gym, and I'd see him. And I don't know if you guys remember like Christina Jerzevic. Used to fight back in the day, maybe. Oh, I jab can't out. Say I do, yeah. Yeah, I used to like watch them train, and I used to think they were like so cool. Because I was like fourteen, and I was watching these two people fighting, and I think they were preparing to go to Japan or something. Mm-hmm. And I just used to be like, "Wow, that is so cool! I want to do this." <laughs> um, and then, so I just kind of knew him from around, and we trained a few times just because we're both from the Penrith area. And then, um, actually, in the Second lockdown, I was doing like PT and people out at this park, and Reese was there too. And Reese had just opened up his gym, and I kind of wanted to get better at clinching. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Reese is known for being a good clincher. So um, I messaged him a few times saying, Oh, I wanted to come down to the gym when everything reopened um, to get some clinching in. And then I ended up, I was doing nothing on lockdown. I was like, All right, I'm going to do some PTs with him. And then I did, I think, about like maybe two sessions with him. And then I was like, I'm, I need to train under you. Like, he just literally blew my mind, like, hitting pads with him and how he was, like, correcting every tiny little detail of everything mm. I was doing. And I was like, I need to come and train with you. Mm. So then um, I made the decision to move over him. So I've pretty much only been with him, like, it's about going to be only about a year now mm-hmm. that I've been under Reese. And we had, we've had five fights together. Yeah. yeah, nice. You had five fights in the last year? I did, yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah very yeah. active. Because you, you've moved around a bit, right? So you've moved around, you would have sampled a few different coaching styles and sussing out what works for you. Like what have you learned about how to get the best out of you? Um, honestly, Reese has been like one of the like completely different coaching styles I've ever had, man. Like Reese is fucking tough. <laughs> like he's a brutal coach. He doesn't give me – I feel like a lot of the time because I've been through, like I've had a few coaches and coaches move on and stuff like that. I feel like most of the time I've kind of always been pretty like, I don't know, not cracked down too hard on. Yes. Whereas Reese absolutely just gives it to me all the time. What I do think you mean? If give, I, give us examples because like, <laughs> I think some people respond really well to that tough love and like, yeah. Yeah. What, what's yeah. it like? Yeah, I think I do too. I mean, for example, he literally calls me the teaspoon um, because he hates my elbows. 
so bad. And then some chick said that I was a weapon once. Like this new girl came in. She's like, oh, you're a weapon. And I was like, oh, thanks. And he's like, weapon. You're like a spoon. You can't cut anything. <laughs> you can't cut anything. <laughs> and I was, like, I was like, can I at least be a spork? And he's like, no, that's kind of sharp. He's like, actually, you're not even a spoon. You're a teaspoon. A teaspoon. So, <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to fucking cut someone. And then I, and then I never want to be called a fucking teaspoon again. <laughs> this is what I mean. Some people respond really when they're like, okay, all right. You fucking call me a teaspoon. Watch this. You know? <laughs> like... Well, yeah, you fight under machete Muay Thai, so you kind of do need to you need to yeah, cut yeah. somebody. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> At least upgrade like, the butter knife. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was thinking, like, my last fight was like machete Muay Thai versus eight blades, and I was like, surely someone's going to get cut. And he just kind of like looked at me like, <laughs> I'm like, fuck off, I'm going to cut someone. <laughs> uh, oh, but um, yeah, I definitely think I definitely have responded to tough love much more, and even like. He's pulled me in line with like pretty much everything in my life. You know what I mean? Like he's the reason why I've been able to find that I can make this weight of 61. You know what I mean? Like he's really pushed me to do things that I didn't really think I could do. Like when I first went in there, I was like, I can't get under 67. Like it won't mm. for me. Huh. So he's really just pushed me to like the points that I didn't know I could get to. And I think it's, I did need that tough love. I did that need that. Like, no bullshit, I don't care. Do it. Yeah. It's probably the, the the good part about having a – he's what you'd consider being a young coach, being that he's just opened up his own gym. He sees potential in you and the not not to like not to put it in a selfish way, but obviously you two can create a mutually beneficial arrangement that will in turn help each other. You know, you yeah. being an up-and-coming yeah. fighter to help build his brand and then him to train you and help take you where you can go as well. It's It's good. It's good to see. It's obviously helped yeah. get the best out of you. Yeah, and definitely. And I've had so many people say to me, they're like, wow, like your improvement from like the last year is insane. Like I've had mm. a, like, a lot of people say that to me. So it's going to show like that we are making a massive change for me as a voice like fighter. That's awesome. Yeah, amazing. You mentioned your brother before as well. Is he at Machete as well? Because you got your brother and sister both in the fight game as well, right? Yeah, yeah. So my um, brother came to Machete as well. He's kind of, he's, um he's kind of trained on and off his like for ages while I've trained mm-hmm. um but now he's kind of he seriously came and started training what like the same thing the start of the year the end of lockdown mm. um and he's like man my brother is a freak of nature it actually makes me upset that he's gonna be so much better than me like, <laughs> <laughs> like it kills me so Andrew um he's six foot four Oh, um, yeah, and he's making 68 with ease, like oh, eating God. whatever he wants. So we were talking about it, and I was like, Andrew, I feel like if you properly cut, you can make it 63 and a half. And he's like, yeah, yeah I could. Like, he's a full freak yeah. of nature. Yeah, he'll be a heavyweight one day, though, once he fills out. Be like George Mann. Yeah, that's exactly what yeah. I thought, too. Yeah. 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 But, oh, um, nice. And he's just, we all call him White Diesel Noy. Because yeah. he just kind of like marches forwards and clinches. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, so he's had two fights for two wins, um, and then he's fighting again in six weeks. I think. Amateur. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, as an cool. Yeah, sweet. So he's your younger brother, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and, and a younger sister as well. Uh, no, so I have an older sister as well who got into it a little bit after me. She's not at Machete. She's at um, Strikers Lab, which is Fran Sanchez's gym. Mm-hmm. in um, St. Mary's, so she trades over there. Yeah, yeah cool. Yeah. 
We had someone on the podcast recently was talking about how you have to rope in your brothers sometimes if they're in the sport because no one else will go hard enough on you. And so who was yeah. that that we were talking to? Like, do you I rope them in to help remember. you fight prep? Because, like, it's hard to find dudes that will punch you in the face as hard as your brother will. Um, no, my, honestly, when my brother was younger, I used to beat the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not, no, I'm not, no. I used to, he comes sparring nice. and I would beat the shit out of him. And now that he's like older and bigger than me, he's such a sweetheart. Like he's actually so nice oh. to me. And because he's so big, like I literally, I'm like, I don't know what to do. I can't Just do anything. Keep the shit out of I, st- I can't stand at range. I go to punch him and his knee hits me before I can punch him. <laughs> like, it's like, a good challenge. I think um, no, but the other the boys at the gym definitely don't have a problem with hitting that hard. Okay, so my brother's actually probably the nicest. <laughs> okay, oh that's good. Yeah, Cody had hit you a bit, wouldn't he? Used to have a pretty good relationship, from what everyone oh, can see we're on social literally media. We're like, we're we're probably more like a bickering brother and sister. Like he will, doesn't care. Yeah. He hits me sometimes, and I'm like, bro, <laughs> and then he'll just hit me again. <laughs> <laughs> How did you meet Cody? Um. Pretty much, like, you know, you just see people around the fight scene and then, like, social media is obviously a massive link, like you talked mm. about. Um, but, yeah, and we kind of just instantly just like, as people um, and we've been just best mates for, like, five years. And now – and then Cody's made the transition over to Machete as well because oh. um, when I started PTM with Reese, I was telling him, I was like, bro, insane. He's so smart. Mm. And then Cody's like, all right, I'm going to go and do some PTs. And he kind of did the same thing. And so he's come over now too. So it's kind of cool that we've been friends for so many years and we've always felt like a team, but now we're actually, we actually are a team. Hmm. Yeah, so. that's good. Amazing. Well, thank you, Cody and your sister as well for giving us some uh, suggestions on things to ask you while, you while we've got you, Katie Rose. So they were very, very helpful. Um, I think it was your sister has talked about, you know, you, fighting has been a goal of yours for like since you were a young girl like has that always been on your radar and how has that changed over time yeah I mean like the first session I ever did when I was 14 with my dad like he took me in and like I saw Reese Christina training and then I was like hitting pads and I loved it I was like the angstiest little teenager ever so I used to hit every punch on the pads at like a hundred percent um and I just kind of instantly fell in love with it and then I would be like I'd go home and I'd like YouTube all the fighters and I'd be watching all the local fighters on YouTube. And I was honestly, I didn't really know if I was going to be allowed to fight. Like, I didn't know if my dad would say, Yeah, you can fight. Yeah. So I kind of was like a bit of a fantasy for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as it went on, it was about a year, I was like, No, I'm going to fight. And then I said to my dad that I wanted to, and he kind of just wasn't in the face. He was like, Oh, yeah, cool. I was like, Oh, sick. I can actually do it. <laughs> um, but then it took a while anyway. Like, trying to get matchups and stuff because like all the rules in New South Wales are wild around age and stuff like that. Mm. Um, so I trained for about um, two years before I actually fought. And I had lots of things of like women didn't want to fight me because I was younger as well. Like they didn't want to yeah. fight someone who was under 18. Okay. And yeah, um, that's fair. You can kind of, you can kind of say that, I guess. I used to drive yeah. me insane. I used to be like, angry 16 year old me was like fuck that bitch I'll fight me woman anyway. <laughs> <laughs> literally so you said your dad took you to your first ever class has he always been around muay thai kickboxing stuff like that himself or did he just want to get you out of the house <laughs> no i think he just he wanted to so he used to actually do the class with me so he mm. wanted oh, cool. to kind of just train and stuff anyway and he wanted to take like my little brother would come with me then too yeah um, but obviously he didn't stick with that as consistently as i did but um and I think he just wanted to, he kind of wanted me to learn how to protect myself as well. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because I, growing up I did have a bit of a mouth on me and I do live in Western Sydney, so I think it was a – I want her to know how to defend herself. Yeah, yeah. Life skills. Yeah. You need that yeah, in Penrith? Yeah. <laughs> a little. I don't want to I don't want to bag Penrith, but it is a good skill to have. Just in case. <laughs> I was I was asking Joe this morning, I was like, is Penrith? I don't know. I might be making assumptions based based on like what I know about league, which is very little, but is Penrith a rough place? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm from Melbourne, so I had no idea. And she's from like, Kiwi land, but yeah. <laughs> Look, I think Penrith is definitely coming out, but there are definitely some errors that, like, I take one headphone out when I'm running. Yeah, like, yeah. right. Down that certain street. It always seems to be in the west, doesn't it? Western it, Sydney. It's the west. Western it's Melbourne. Western Melbourne. Anyway. What is with yeah. that? And then you got Perth all together. <laughs> so I don't know. Just <laughs> Sorry, Perth. Sorry, Perth listeners. <laughs> second, second biggest demographic of the pod. Uh, Sorry. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I better be careful. Yeah, cool. So we before you found Muay Thai, what sort of kid were you? You said you had a mouth on you? Um, yeah, I was pretty fiery. I was yeah. definitely like little bitchy, fiery, angsty teenager. Yeah. Or always in the teacher's office and yeah. having tantrums and opinionated as fuck. <laughs> Did you <laughs> play any other sports or do anything athletically or um, I swam. So I did yeah. swimming from when I was little and then I was doing club swimming for a while. And then I pretty much when I was swimming, I was still swimming like every day of the week. So I was training every day. Mm-hmm. Um, doing club swimming and then I stopped when I was like just turned 14 mm-hmm. and then I picked up Muay Thai towards the end so I pretty much only had like under a year's gap of when I was ever not training so it's been like I'm pretty used to the lifestyle of you get up you go train yeah yeah cool yeah and then now 22 fights in and five last year which yeah again is pretty pretty active for pro fighters have they been where have your opponents been from mostly has it been around the Sydney area so the the first one was in Canberra and it was a trilogy fight with a girl that I'd already fought. Um obviously it's a trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um and that was at sixty eight kilos. That was my first fight coming back from like blowing out through lockdown and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And we fought five two minute rounds. Yep. Um in Canberra and I lost that one on a split point. Um and then we were like, All right, we can drop lower and then so I turned pro. And then I fought on Siam to Sydney, and I yes. fought a girl from from Melbourne. Um, from uh, Melbourne, yeah, yeah, uh, Annie Thatcher. Annie Thatcher, that's right, yeah, yeah. And I think um, so she was the MMA fighter, and I mm. think um, I think Andrew Parnham's girl was supposed to fight her on roots, and then they had to pull out for some reason um, for that. So then I think they kind of knew who she was. So then when I put my hand up for it, they're like, "Oh yeah, well you can have this fight." Yeah. yeah. So I fought that, and then that was. That was an interesting fight, that one. Like, it was fighting someone with this completely different Muay Thai Thai style who was, like, bouncy and punching and I didn't even know what was going on in the clinch and I was kind of like, what the fuck is going on? Like, the whole fight was was just definitely strange Um, and I was just like, I'm just going to bank on my left kick this whole fight. I'm just going to keep on throwing it every time because I was kind of just a bit thrown through the whole thing. Um, So then I got the win on that. And then I fought another, I think it was like six weeks or something later on um, an SRG show. Hmm. Um, and I fought Allegra Vickers from the Northern Territory. Mm-hmm. Um, and I won that fight as well. And then I kind of, we went through a period of I couldn't really find anything. And then I kind of let astray and blew out again. And then I came back to the gym and Reese was like, if you want this, you really, like, you need to clean up your act. You need to pull your head in. You need to 
like stay on this track if you actually want this. Yeah. And then I was like, all right, let's do it and let's go to 60. Like, let's do it and let's take this fight that we just got offered at 61 on Muay Thai League. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then I fought up in Muay Thai League and that was another insane promotion. It was super, it was like so well run. I've heard great um, things actually. We've, we've been told that, so yeah, good. really, really professional and well organized. Yeah. So professional, so well organized. Everything was great for that show. Um, I can't remember. And then, I, yeah, I fought a girl from Nung Muay Thai, I think okay. it was called. Um, I know Reese fought her co- the, the coach of that gym. Huh. Um, so then we picked up the win for that. And then, yeah, and then hardcore. Amazing. And then I got the win on that one. So I had a – the first one was a bit of a – like, first fight of the year was a bit of a kick to the guts, copying an L straight under, like, as a, a new gym. And I was – I'm the so worst to loser ever. Points. Yeah. <laughs> I hate losing it. It kills me inside. And I was like, no, fuck this. And then so we came home strong with four pro fights for four pro wins. So yeah. Nice job. Amazing. And what's on the cards for this year? Have you got anything lined up? So I am fighting in eight weeks, and I have a pretty big fight for that one, like a big step-up fight for that. Is that um, on the all-female card? No. Ah, oh, boo. Which ones can you yeah. talk about? Can you talk about which promotion that's on? Um, I don't know. I'm sure the promotion's fine, so I'm going to fight on 1774. Oh, cool. Um, and then there you go. I will do the opponent later but it's like a big step up opponent like I'm super nervous and excited for it like it's going to be really good it's going to be a really good test to see where I'm at and where I am at in the pros at this stage yeah amazing they're the good ones what they're are, the ones you won't regret ever yeah, yeah yeah um what's the date of that and what are you what way are you fighting it for that one um so that's the 25th of February okay um and this one will be at 61 and there's we're just going to see what happens, but I think it'll probably be my last fight um, at 61 Yeah. Um, after that because then we're talking about other fights at the moment and they're all like, going to be at 58. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah. So there's a whole new pool there of girls to fight. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's kind of open. More, up. yeah, and more of them, right, at that weight category? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, I do think there is for sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. And more... Like the talent pool is just way bigger in that area for for the females. Because isn't that what Gabrielle and that from up? No, they're more, lighter. They lighter they're again, are they? Light, yeah. yeah, shit. I'd have to cut my legs off. To... <laughs> yeah, that's um. Is that forty seven? They're forty seven, I think. Far mini out. fly. Oh, that's mini insane. fly. That's right. Yeah, yeah. it is. That, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Unreal, that's so light. Yeah. I'm like yeah. five foot seven. I, my weight will never start with the pool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck, I can't imagine that. Man. Okay, cool. So, so uh, that, it's a good start to the year yeah. for you. That's a good thing to look forward to and keep you on the straight and narrow during the summer period when everyone's partying yeah. and having a good time. Yes, for sure. So, yeah. And I'm way too terrified of Reese to go against it or to <laughs> That's good. So, that is a healthy I'm thing to have. That's petri- a healthy I'm respect for your coach. I'm petrified of that man, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what have you learned, though, that, that helps? Because you've talked a couple of times about sort of blowing out or between, like not being able to keep that consistency between fights. And if you're someone that wants to keep as active as you've been like last year, what have you learned about what helps and what hinders when it comes to just keeping your regime sort of constant? It's trying to like, like when I came back from those three fights and I'd um, blown out and weighed again, Reese literally sat me down and he got a piece of paper and he wrote at the top of it, he's like, what do you want? 
like, what do you want out of this sport? And I said, I want to be a world champion. I want, like, I've done this since I was 14. I feel like I owe it to that girl to be mm. a world champion. And he wrote that on top of the paper and he circled it. And he's like, so this is here. And then he, like, pointed to the bottom of the page and he's like, so what are the steps that we're going to do to continue to do this? And he sat there with me and he spoke to me. And, man, I'm trying not to fucking cry when he's talking. Because mm. I, like, wasn't in the best place when we were talking about it as well. So... And he wrote all these things, and he's like, if you want it, you need to make these smaller goals. He goes, you can't just go, I've got no fight in sight. I'm just going to give up. Yeah. Like, I'm going to mm. give up on myself, and then when there is, I'll come back. He's like, you will not work doing that. He's like, you need to make these smaller goals. And then, so it's just kind of really realigned my focus of this is not a, you can train and then do what you want, and then when there's a fight, then really crack down on your lifestyle. Like, if you want to be a high-level fighter, it's the whole life. It's 365 days is has to be that it can't just be you know you eat shit all week like i still always train but i'll just eat and eat and eat and um and then just like i've slowly been trying to mend my relationship with food you know what i mean i'm going out and i'm learning to still pick the healthier option don't just eat don't just eat the parmigiana because you can like half the time i'm like i don't even want that i'm just eating it because i'm like oh well i won't be able to eat it soon yeah, yeah like it was a, man, it was that's a, a huge one, thing. isn't it? You're always like, oh, in, in a week's time, I have to start getting ready for this fight, so I'll just I'll go hard this week, and then I can't eat any more ever again. Yeah, or for honestly, the you know, man. yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, I would like like sometimes I eat myself to the point of throwing up. Like it was such yeah. a mental thing, mm. and then now I've just really amended it with I go out and I pick the healthier options, and then I'm allowing myself to have that. That one day a week where you can eat what you want, but not eating everything. You know what I mean? Mm. If I feel like having pancakes when I go out for breakfast, I'll have pancakes. And that's it. But I won't have pancakes and a banana bread and go get a chocolate thick shake. And yeah. then, you know, like learning yeah. to not let it spiral like that. Or if I want Well, I think we tell like, ourselves that, like, oh, we've had that. We may as well have this. And the day's already yeah. ruined now. So I may as well have that. And that's where that spiral comes from, isn't it? Yeah, totally. Mm. So it's been like, like last year was like, the most growth I've ever had, like not only as a fighter, but like in my personal life, like really learning to like eat properly and live properly and train as a professional fighter. Yeah. Mm. yeah. That's awesome. And that consistency, it sounds like, has been important too. Totally. Yeah. Well, it's like if you want to be one, you have to approach life like one, yeah? You, yeah. You can't, sure. Like and I think this goes out for a lot of people as well in that you can't just say you're a pro fighter and then not act like one 24-7. Mm. Just because you jump in the ring without shin pads on doesn't mean you're professional unless you're walking the talk. Yeah. yeah. Walking the walk, yeah. not walking the talk, but you get it. Yeah. <laughs> we got what you meant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm, 100%. Yeah, awesome. And y- how have you found the nutritionist? Has that helped, having having someone that can guide you with that side of things? Yeah, for sure. I think um, even just having someone that you can message them the way and be like, is this okay? And them say yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm like makes a massive difference you know just having that reassurance i think because like i don't know about other people but i'm a massive stress head with it all the time is this okay and they're like yeah. yes or i'm like i get i can get obsessive sometimes which is really bad i know i shouldn't and sometimes i'll check my weight like three times a day and i'm like stop doing that yeah and like even i try and tell though, cody i'll be like, like like most people that we interview are a bit obsessive you know it is like a, it's kind of like all in or all out i mm. think to be yeah. to be great at this sport like this you do have to be a bit obsessive so it's not surprising that it carries over into other parts of your life i don't think um yeah yeah but knowing when it's not healthy like what you just mentioned be like okay i need to stop this honestly sometimes like i'll try and tell cody my weight all the time and he only lets me tell him what i weigh one day out of the week i'm only allowed to tell him <laughs> what i weigh on mondays and sometimes they'll be like 
oh, it was 67 today. And he's like, is it Monday? And I'm like, just listen to me. And he, all the time, he's like, is it Monday? He's like, I don't want to hear it. I don't care. Like, I love always that. at me. He's like, stop uh, it. That's good. <laughs> and like your tip about just have the scales at the gym. Like, don't have them at home. Yeah. That was a really good Leave one. the scales at the gym. Yeah. Don't even bother having them at home. Yeah. Yeah, maybe Cody should just keep your scales for you in the boot of his car. (laughs) (laughs) Once a week, he'll pull them out for you. But well, we shouldn't say that because as a professional fighter, it it is important to check your weight every day to make sure that you're on track to that goal weight that you need to be to fight. Because you don't want to miss weight for a fight. It's a very unprofessional thing to do, but it's it's just a balancing act, isn't it? Yeah. 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 How do you feel about being a female in this sport that is still quite male-dominated? Um, honestly, I feel like I genuinely forget that I'm a girl sometimes. Yeah, okay. Like, and I think most girls feel exactly the same. Yeah. Like, yeah, just, like, and I've been doing it since I was 14, you know what I mean? So yeah, I've yeah. literally grown up around it. Like, I haven't come from, like, a life that was surrounded by women all the time. Like, I've, since I was a little girl, I've been around men. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I feel like I can come up very very bloated sometimes like and I think the boys forget as well like the other day me and Cody were at the shops and I was buying something and then I was like to the lady behind the counter I was like can I get one of the scrunchies too and I was like can I get one with butterflies on it and he stopped and he kind of looked at me he's like well you're a full girl hey (laughs) (laughs) and I was like yes yes I am (laughs) but um you know it doesn't really phase me it's just the the hard part of you know, like, I feel like I watch the boys get opportunity after opportunity after opportunity just because the pool's so much bigger. Yeah. And, okay. like, sometimes yeah. I watch the amateur fighters be like, oh, no, I don't really want to fight that. And I'm going to go, like, I would kill to have, like, the, like availability to fight like you guys have. Mm. Yeah. Like, that I kind of get a bit, like, irritated about. But mm. in general, like, just meshing with boys, I find, like, so easy. Hmm. And it sounds like you've got a great like um, crew of fighters around you that don't treat you any differently as well, which I think makes a big difference, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. They definitely, um, definitely as a boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's helpful. And I did see you rocking the scrunchie at your last fight. And uh, I think the commentators even were like, I don't know if those braids are going to hold on one of the fights yeah. I saw. <laughs> also, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure I saw this on your Instagram. Did you get your shorts tailored for you before you fight? That is the only time I've ever heard or seen of this. Okay. You know what? I do this all the time. If I hate when shows don't let you I'm not very shorts, girly. Like... I'm actually pretty blokey. Yeah. <laughs> but blokey in the way I act. Okay. So when it comes yeah. to appearance, I'm like, no, I want to look feminine as fuck. <laughs> but um, I got the shorts and they were so long and I was like, no way. I think I wrote on that post, actually. I said something like, it'll be a cold day in hell before you'll catch me in respectably length shorts. Yes. <laughs> yes. That is what you wrote. <laughs> and I actually, I looked at them and I rang my nan and I was like, can you stitch up my shorts for me? And she's like, yeah, come over. And she was doing it. And I was like, remember when you used to yell at me for rolling my skirt in high school? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, yes, I definitely like to make um, – Make a statement of looking like a girl. Yeah. So, like, I don't want to look butchy or anything. Like, I am a feminine person in my appearance and I want to look like that and then I want to go out there and I want to punch on. <laughs> punch on like you're from Penrith. Yeah. 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 
exactly. I think I actually said that to one of the security guys. They're like, are you fighting? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, they were like, where are you from? And I was like, oh, Penrith. And they're like, oh, so you can fight, fight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. Oh, man, so good. What about, do you have a fight name? Um, I always, like, from moving Teaspoon. around the gyms. Teaspoon. <laughs> do not make that stick, Joe. <laughs> Don't let it stick, okay, because I'm going to cut someone next well, this Katie year, Teaspoon okay? Rose. It's going to happen. Yeah. Katie the Teaspoon Rose, yeah. <laughs> Joyce. Um, no, I always had um, boys at the gym call me Princess Heaps. Oh, because, yeah, I saw that. I did, so, yeah. yeah, and then that kind of stuck a little bit, but nothing that sticks, like. It's funny, the boys at the gym I was at, they used to say it to me, they're like, you know, I actually can't call my girlfriend princess anymore because it just makes me think of you. <laughs> <laughs> You've ruined it for me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I got that a little bit, but I don't know. I definitely don't want it to be the teaspoon. <laughs> well, unfortunately, you got to roll with whatever your coach gives <laughs> <did>, you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not helping, Joe. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to message Reese. <laughs> Do not put it on the caption for this um, on the podcast. <laughs> Interviewing Katie the teaspoon right? No, no, no. We want people to come back on this podcast and not be like, fuck <laughs> that. I get a shit name of Katie. <laughs> oh, funny. Um, all right, anything else? I'm oh, good. Yeah, no, that does. Yeah. What about just any advice you've got for, for women? Like 22 fights on your belt is really impressive. And like I said, the fight having, you know, being as active as you are. What advice would you have for, you know, whether it's PT clients or women that are interested in getting in the sport? Like, yeah, any advice you got for them? I just think um, if this is something that you really want to do, like it just takes, it's all self-accountability, something that I've learned over the time. You know, if you really want to do this, then you need to find a coach that you respect their word, like it's the word mm. of God, and you just need to do everything that they say you know what I mean like if you go in and your coach says the sky's green then the sky's green yeah. you know what I mean like I feel like I don't feel any stress or pressure with a lot of my fights because I trust my coach so much mm-hmm. like if he said to me oh we're gonna go fight I don't know someone like Chris Cyborg at 68 kilos I'd be like cool like I would shit myself but I'd be like you know what? if he <laughs> thinks that I can do it then I like, I believe his words so much that I can do it. Like, I think it's really – and it takes the pressure off you, you know what I mean? When you find someone that you trust so much, it's now it's like, they say I can do it, I can do it. It takes massive pressure off. So I just think you need to find someone that you really trust and respect and then just put in your all and do absolutely everything they say. That would be my best advice that I could give. Yeah, it's awesome. I love that. It sort of takes that cognitive load off you as well, right? Like, if you're not having to think yeah. about, is this right, yes or no, it's like, no – Focus your attention on finding that right match and then fucking default to everything that, you know, just leave it with them. That's their mm, job. That's their job. That's yeah. right. That's why you're there. Yeah, for sure. And I would say, like, to people, I'm like, don't, like, if you find that you're in an environment and you're training and you're starting to question things, like, I, I feel like some people can be a lot like, oh, they're moving gyms, this, this, that. I'm like, no, fuck that, man. If it doesn't feel right to you, you need to, like, this is about you. This is your life. You'll be the old person who's telling the story about how you were a fighter like how do you want that to represent what you did was right for you or what you think was right you know what I mean so I think it's super important to find somewhere where you feel that it's right to be be loyal to the right people not just to everybody eh? yeah and to yourself like Mm. if something like doesn't feel right don't do it Mm. like so it's made a massive difference to me as a fighter you know what I mean having someone who just 
trust every single thing that comes out of their mouth. So it's just take a massive load off. It's just like they say, do this and I do that. I don't have that external, oh, what about this? What about that? What about this? Yeah, that's uh, that's great advice to finish on. Well, look, um, good luck uh, for your fight on seventeen seventy four, so twenty third of February. Uh, are you taking clients at the moment? So you're working at the at Machete as well, and if people want to hit you up, do some PTs with you. They can do that. Yes, yes, I am. So I am um, coaching out of there. So and I'm doing PTs. So anyone around the area, if you want to DM me, go for it. Awesome. Um, or DM the gym. It's up to you. Awesome, Katie Rose. Thank you so much awesome. for coming on the podcast. Cool. Thank Thanks you. for having me, guys. Have a good one. Thanks. Thanks so much for joining us on the Female Fight Experience. If you like what you heard and want more, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you could rate and review us while you're there as well, we'd really appreciate that. It helps this podcast get into more ears and hopefully, ultimately, gets you some more fighting opponents. You can find us on Instagram at Female Fight Experience or on email at femalefightexperience at gmail.com. We love hearing your feedback and any suggestions you have for future interview guests, make sure you send those our way as well. Thank you and see you next week for more Female Fight Experience.